I, I want to start uh, with a question uh, here. Hi, Dr. Doreen. Thank you for emphasizing the quantity and quality of ABA because this is a very uh, relevant thing nowadays. I would like to know for the best outcome, does the comprehension level of the child matter or does it matter if we have strong reinforcers? Or does it not matter if we have strong reinforcers? Oh, excuse yeah. me. I'm so glad no, you no, can sir. read and I can't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I think what they're asking here is that, is it just all about reinforcement? Yes. And this is a really incredibly important question and uh, also shows the depth of understanding of the viewer who asked this because ABA, behavioral intervention as a whole, is just about, understand, is just about reinforcers. And the, the original kind of uh, sort of the example that was used to explain when behavioral psychology was beginning to develop, the, the original examples were the black box, which was which basically meant that an individual, a human being is like a black box and we don't know what's inside that box, but we can certainly affect that box by changing the antecedents and consequences around the things around that box. And, and so pure behaviorists still believe that. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. I, I feel, I mean, I'm also a psychologist, so to me, I think that uh, it, it's, there's, a, there's an ongoing interaction between comprehension and reinforcement. There's an ongoing interaction between the environment and the, or, the organism itself. And I think that it's, uh, you know, if you have a strong reinforcer that modifies behavior, that modification does have an impact on cognitive functions um, and, 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 the, and vice versa. Cognitive functions, the way we think about things, influence how we react to the reinforcers around us. So, so for me, there's a continuous cycle there. Uh, an example would be that some people, uh, for instance, and, and there's a biochemical aspect to this as well. It's not just all human learning. You know, for instance, uh, the same thing that could be considered a reinforcer for one person might be considered a complete punishment for someone else. Absolutely. For, you know, uh, I just, what was I watching recently? Some movie that was all about like uh, extreme active thrill seekers. And I was thinking like, you know, people who uh, go mountain climbing or uh, with these flight suits on and all this sort of stuff, to me that would be complete punishment. And not just because of like the fear, but simply because like I get, I would get sick from yeah. all that movement and motion. And so, well, whereas- you know what I always cite? I hate angry birds. Okay, I, there you like, go. Like to me there it's torture. Go. And yeah. so many people find that Love so- Love it. And I can't stand it, it makes me anxious. Absolutely, I feel the same way about um, like Pac-Man. <laughs> Although I'm go. kind of I'm kind of addicted to it too, but <laughs> at the same time. But go. having said that, so so there's definitely and what influences that is like some people are just biochemically thrill seekers, let's say, and others, like you know, you see that we already know the brain of the male and female function quite differently, and we have strengths and weaknesses. Like for some males, it is completely difficult to do certain tasks. So the engaging in those tasks is very punishing. So, you know, and for females, vice versa, same thing. So it's kind of an interesting thing that we all have different reinforcers. To answer, go back and just answer your question, I think it's both. I think 
it matters. Uh, the reinforcers are probably extremely important. Um, and does the comprehension level of the child matter? It's not so much the comprehension level as it's the level of understanding we have about what goes on inside the child. So it's kind of like if you're aware of what are the meaningful things to children um, or to that particular child, like what, how does this child see the world? How do they receive these reinforcers? Making sure that when we identify, uh, yesterday I was having a conversation with uh, Dr. Daniel Oakley, one of our psychologists here, and he was, he said something, or was it him or was it so, I don't know, somebody I was having a conversation with said something about how, no, it couldn't have been him. It was someone else, but it was about the function of behavior. And someone said, you know, I wonder often with very uh, extremely severely autistic individuals if when someone identifies the function of behavior, if it's correct. Because how do they, they can't really express to us. And a lot of times someone will just want to identify a function uh, will identify a, a label or an object and they're, all they're really doing is they're noting the presence of those things in their environment like tacting mm -hmm. and then the behavior analyst might think it's actually a man function like they're trained mm -hmm. to request that object whereas they're not really trying to request you know so it's actually kind of interesting we we interpret in our kids everything we interpret what we think is their reinforcer what we think is appropriate for them and so on so as long as we have a good um, understanding and we are very careful about how we're interpreting the child's reception of those reinforcers then i guess you know then then we're in good shape okay. but we can't just say that this is a black box and that reinforcer is all it's not yeah. a lot of other stuff matters how much the individual is sleeping and what they're eating yeah. uh, you know all these different types of factors come into play and i i wonder too uh, when reading this question i know that a lot of times people when they get a diagnosis and they hear about ABA and they hear about how it can be effective enough to reach a point in which uh, an individual is neurotypically indistinguishable from, you know, their peers, um, we want to know, well, what does it take? And is my child in the right arena? Is my child, uh, and it's really hard to pinpoint, and I know that you probably better than anybody else can look at a child and say, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you have the ability to look at a child and say, this is a child who has the best possible <clears throat> case for outcome. Um, but a lot of times, I, I think parents want to know, am I going to be one of those people? And, right. and, and, and is my child too severe to be in that window? Right. Right. Hard to say though, isn't it? It's very hard to say. A lot of factors change over time. A lot of inter external factors cause a change in the child. So. A lot of things, there are certain, here are the variables that have something to do with outcome. For instance, your child might come across initially as not understanding, comprehending anything. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to have a positive outcome from ABA. There are so many other